Hey, what's up? We are getting into the second episode of the song review series, and the first episode went crazy good. Uh, a lot of good feedback from the bands, and people really enjoyed it. And so, 100%, we're doing this once a week. That's the plan. Once a week, we'll review bands, probably do it for about an hour or so. I'm going to do like 10 songs is the plan. And um, yeah, all still from the same post on the Brownings page. That's the plan. And so, yeah, I'm ready to get into it. But real quick, I have to do a shout out. I can't stop thinking about the band from last week that we started with, Nest of Plagues. Nest of Plagues is a modern deathcore, metalcore band from Budapest, Hungary. And they started releasing music in 2016, and they've been really consistent about releases all the way up until now. And we listened to their newer song called Unimprint, and it just blew my freaking mind. (laughs) And so I have to give a shout out to them and play a quick clip again of Nest of Plagues Unimprint. Check this out. Such a good band. Again, Nest of Plagues from Hungary. Check them out. And that right there, if you want your band to be featured just like I featured them, check out burnthisworld.com slash shop. You can get an ad spot for your band. And again, Nest of Plagues, amazing band. And again, hit up burnthisworld.com slash shop if you want your band to also be featured specifically on the podcast. So let's get into episode two of the song review series and this is johnny mcbee and you're listening to the burn this world podcast So the very first band, this band is called Ashen, A-S-H-E-N, and the song is called Squander. So again, this is Ashen with the song Squander.
Endless is crazy. So sick. That's so dynamic, it's amazing. Do we just get super lucky, or how do we always start off with such good songs? This band, Ashen, the song is called Squander. On It looks like an album called Dead Silence. Um, there's not a single bad thing about that song. Uh, I guess the only thing that you could say is that they could have done like a halftime breakdown, but personally, I love breakdowns that are more bouncy and the their song is so driving they do these blast beats these really consistent double bass drum like verses and then they have these dun, 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 dun. they're like these really bouncy breakdowns they didn't overdo it and they didn't overdo like the blasts and the freaking production on this was perfect i mean this is just mind mind blowing, dude. I just can't believe bands like this are are so unheard of. Like these guys have eighteen monthly listeners on Spotify. These guys have never been heard. This uh, this is their very first release. It looks like yeah, they just released this. They're a brand new band. Insane. 
band's called Ashen. The vocalist was completely perfect. There's not a single thing I would change about his voice. His highs were really distinct and had a really good tone, and you could understand them. And then his lows, he was doing a lot of breeze, a lot of pig squeals, and a lot of just really strong lows. I just can't believe this. This is this is another just perfect song. <laughs> and I, I'm so interested to hear what else these guys have to offer. There's For this style of music, personally, this style of music can get really old to me just because a lot of it is... Um, I don't know, too uh, chaotic. But this was chaotic, but felt very controlled. Like, none of it, the mix was perfect. The drums weren't overbearing, and the riffs were really simple. The, a lot of times the riffs and stuff like this, and maybe some of their other stuff do, they get to like, you know? This, the riffs were really simple and easy to um, pick up on. And the... It just all was perfect. I, it's hard for me to, you know, critique a song. This I can't review this song besides saying, like, I want to listen to the rest of the album. Because if it's like that song, this band should be freaking huge. Literally perfect. Again, the band is called Ashen. These guys have 18 monthly listeners on Spotify. Brand new band. Crazy, dude. <laughs> we, I think we're getting lucky with the first bands. I swear to God, I'm not like picking and choosing this. This is completely random. I went to the most recent posts on the Brownings thing, and this was the first one. So that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Ashen. The song is called Squanderer. Good job. Let's find the next one. Wow. Okay, I have the next band here. They are called Shores of Lunacy, and the song is called Devourer of Gods. And they have really good artwork, and that's why I clicked on it. Really good, high-quality, and interesting-looking artwork. So here's Shores of Lunacy, Devourer of Gods. It's a really good melody. Oh! I was not expecting that. Yeah. 
I have a good amount to say about this right here. Really get them, make them suffer vibes, but there's some stuff to talk about. I love that vocal. Holy crap. band is so much up my alley of what I like like for real so much up my alley of exactly my favorite type of metal right a lot of electronics a lot of backing tracks super epic crazy vocals and a lot of breakdowns now y'all know how much I love my breakdowns but there there's an issue in this song maybe something maybe other people heard it as well but um, this song, the entire thing, um, was breakdowns. So actually the whole thing, the, the drums were just doing like the one, two, four, one, two, four, the whole time, except when it went slower, but it still did a one, two snare on three China hit. Like it was a breakdown beat the entire song. And the thing in in an extreme style like this, you really have to pick up that tempo sometimes. Like, breakdowns are fun, but they should be used for, like, being climactic. Now, also, with this, like, this song had, I was counting them on my hands, eight, like, that I counted, eight different breakdown patterns in the song. And it's it's only a three-minute song. And so they really... You could have gotten the same effect of having like a good breakdown and but you needed something in between, like something to pick up this pace, especially with this type of extreme music. The, the to me, this sounded like a song that was ri- like drums were written by a guitarist. Right. And it just really didn't ever pick up. But I loved all the backing tracks. I love that really epic vibe. The vocalist. He did a lot of different techniques. There was um, high tunnel screams, low tunnel screams. These like Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth style, like pitched banshee screams. And I love those things. I love them. They're they're so unique and like just, they just give this like visceral feeling. So the vocalist really diverse and uh, did a lot of tunnels and probably a little bit too much tunnels. I would like to have more just like powerful just like normal lows but that's just my personal opinion and so everything about it besides the fact that even for me too much breakdown like it could have picked up into a two-step 
Like you can still do a breakdown pattern, but just at least pick up the drums. So like a or do a breakdown pattern with like a, you know, the drums just needed to pick up the tempo with a band like this. You expect there to be like some really fast blast beats, especially with the choirs and all the epicness and all this, like think like flesh God apocalypse or even demon board gear. Like you expect it to pick up the pace. So I really like this style. They do everything that I love, but it was too much of the breakdown. You got to diversify it a little bit, definitely. Because um, the if you do that many um, breakdowns, it really takes away from what a breakdown is supposed to be, you know? A big climax, a big uh, hit. And so that would be my big thing. But a really good song. I love the backing tracks. This is, and the artwork is really good. All of it's really good, but you just got to switch it up a bit. So, again, that was Shores of Lunacy, the song Devourer of Gods. A lot of potential there. All right, we got the next song. This is a band called Redefined, and the song is called Images. A bit of background percussion. Switch it up here. Oh, 
Islanders. This sounds like a different song. that um i am for anyone that knows me i'm a freaking huge limp biscuit fan so limp biscuit's probably my most listened to band of my life it's either limp biscuit or rammstein are my two most listened to bands and so i really love this style because i love the energy of this style there's a lot of energy um but there there was some pretty obvious flaws with the songwriting in this so um the number one thing that stood out to me on this song as as an issue was that there was only one actual transition in the song it was whenever the bass they did the solo bass thing to transition into the big part of the bridge right but every other part there was um no transition so it was essentially just going from part to part to part to part right and the first two minutes of the song essentially repeated just like a b a b you know and so it was very telegraphed and there was no like pre-chorus it's really important and especially in this sort of genre to have some telegraphed uh transitions because this genre is written for like live performances it's a lot of energy and so you want some really obvious transitions that's telling the crowd like hey this part's about to happen rather than like you're in the middle of the course and you just go boom straight back into it and then you go straight back to the first riff and then boom straight into the verse and then you go verse boom straight into the chorus again you don't like you have to have some sort of telegraphed transition the there was only one proper transition in this song and it was that that solo bass thing and that solo bass thing should have came immediately after the second chorus there was like a a two-part bridge where right after the second chorus there was kind of an, an unnecessary kind of riff part. They were like basing it kind of off the main breakdown riff thing, but then they transitioned into the actual bridge. So they did like a, a semi bridge transition into the actual bridge. And so it was just kind of, um, that, that section felt a little unnecessary. You probably could have cut 30 seconds off the song just by going straight into the real bridge there. And I really liked the bridge. Like that was really groovy. Those those are my favorite type of new new metal riffs. 
And the whole song is groovy. Like the verses are high energy and grooving with the bass and the drums. So I love stuff like that. Um, the vocalist, he's right on par with what this genre is. Maybe a little too exactly um, the genre, you know? <laughs> like you need something that, that sets you apart. Like how come people are going to listen to Redefined rather than Limp Bizkit? Because if it's me personally, I'm going back and listening to old Limp Bizkit stuff, you know, and, but they need to find something. Now they're, they're a bit heavier than Limp Bizkit was. So that is a selling point, And I do like that. Um, and not to compare every band, to every band, obviously people take influences from certain places. So I love taking influences, but you got to have something like that's obvious that sets you apart from your influences. And, um, this band, they they got it going on. They have the image. They have everything about it. And they, they have a good amount of uh, action on their Spotify and everything. And um, they really just... Um, the big mark was no telegraphed transitions between parts. It was just going part to part to part to part. So live you're basically not going to have any time that you can talk to the crowd to get them hyped or no time when it calms down for a second and then picks back up besides once a song. You want multiple of those in the song. Like you want it to die down before the chorus. So when the chorus hits, it's like a, um, you know, a climax. So that's the point of like a pre-chorus. So whenever you're about to go into your chorus, especially your first chorus, you really don't want to just like flow straight into it. You want it to kind of die down. So whenever the chorus hits, it's like you have some sort of musical cue that people remember that musical cue. And they're like, oh, yeah, the chorus is coming in. And I know the chorus. And then also it makes the chorus sound that much more exciting rather than just immediately going straight into it. It's just and then you got to repeat that again because you're trying to telegraph the chorus is coming in. And um yeah, but the singing really good. There was one other thing about it to um, the production. There was a thing with the vocals where the vocals have a big have a spreader on it. And standard when you're mixing stuff like this, the guitars are on the sides. Some of the drums are on the sides. The vocals are typically like centered besides with layers. But a lot of the main vocals that were happening, there was nothing going on in the middle of the headphones. I kind of view whenever I'm listening to stuff, I have this spectrum um, this 180 degree spectrum from ear to ear. And there was times that basically right in the middle of my forehead, there was no sound happening. The vocals were spread to the outside. So I was missing some of the, the spectrum being filled with sound while the song was playing, but the production overall was good. I the bass tone was really good. And, um, you know, you could tell his live drums, really good stuff, but, got to do some transitions between parts so again that was redefined in the song called images all right so we got this next one it is a band called echoes from oblivion and the song is called sky is drowning and they said on the post this is from our ep sky is drowning we're working on a new album that will be released later this year so i did want to do this one because i really want to uh, if they're working on an album right now, maybe something in there might trigger something to where the new songs they're working on could be better in some way, shape, or form. And so they got a new album they're working on, but this is from their EP they already had. So again, this is Echoes from Oblivion, and the song is called Sky is Drowning. Oh, wait, no. They wanted me to listen to the song Save Me. 
school Metallica vibes here. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, there's some um, glaring structural issues. Um, there's there was a lot of good parts there, and a lot of good potential. Um, the best part of the song, to me, was the melody and the chorus, and the singing wasn't that bad either at all. Um, the biggest issue, again, this this is pretty standard for um, newer bands. Or, I don't know if these guys are a newer band, but I don't know what to say. Uh, they uh, structure the structure on that. It it would hardly be um, 
it didn't feel complete. So again, there's there's an issue with the fact that there was too many long uh, parts that didn't even really have much going on. Uh, the The chorus didn't hit in until a minute and 40 into the song. And again, that was the best part. So I would have been lost within, I would have been out of the song within the first 30 seconds, probably. I wouldn't have continued listening um, because nothing exciting had happened yet. And yes, there are times when songs should have like cool ambient uh, intros and nice stuff like that. But the, what it went into when it finally dropped was also not very enticing to continue listening. So there was some really enticing parts, like maybe the beginning when the slower, more melodic soft thing was happening, maybe they could have teased the chorus vocals there. Cause again, it was one of the best parts of the song was just the melody of the chorus. And then it would have not made the beginning, the slower beginning, feel so random, you know? And so then there was also with the transitions. See, we get the opposite of the last band. The last band didn't do any transitions. These guys did too long of transitions in parts. And, um, like, really the the biggest thing, because I was looking at, at the timer as the song was going on, and I was at a minute and 40 or a minute and 50 seconds and the song was like halfway finished and I felt like I just had two or three random parts and no um no like goal no progression into the song so had really good stuff that that faster breakdown that hit in like that was cool that should have happened within the first you know minute of the song you could have transitioned from the slower intro into that fast exciting breakdown and then transitioned into the chorus so take the chorus melody use it at the beginning of the song to hint at the fact that you have this nice chorus melody that's going to come but keep people enticed by having that really fast uh, exciting breakdown or riffs or whatever you're going to do you need to have people's attention um, much quicker and so the it just the song felt incomplete there wasn't necessarily like a um a goal in mind it felt like there wasn't a story being told by the with the structure it just felt like um you know the soft guitar into the more epic kind of guitar based intro into random verse riff that didn't get repeated into the chorus you know, so that that verse riff didn't get repeated at all. And we go into a chorus and then into like random breakdown. And then then there were some production issues with um, that. If you go to a more professional producer that would have been worked out, like the timing going into the very last chorus, it was all a bit off. Um, so if this was self-produced, um, like you don't have to put this stuff out in a time frame. No one's holding you down to a time frame. Spend as much time as possible. Like even me, I'm I'm signed to a, a big label and I told no time frame. Like I spent so much time making sure all transitions were perfect. All production was as good as possible and the songs were as good as possible. And if you just listen to that ending going into the last chorus, I'm sure all the dudes in the band could have heard like, okay, the, the drums and the guitar are off right here, you know, and don't settle. Like you could be like, well, we can't fix it. Well, you got to figure out how you can't, you can't have that 
in the finished product, you know? And so you guys are working on a new album coming up uh, that you want to put out this year. You have a lot of potential here. You have a lot of stuff structurally that could be give you more of a story and the artwork is really cool for this album the artwork's really cool and um don't settle for something like redo it 20 times if you have to go back redo whatever you got to do you you guys could probably tell that the the guitars and the drums were off at the end just gotta go back make it perfect you're putting out this album and you're gonna listen to it for the rest of your life probably um that's how i am i go back and listen to my stuff all the time and so yeah and this is uh this band is a really good example of like how i can help people directly uh on my shop you can pay me to privately talk to your band to be able to work out these kinks before you track it on the record before you finalize it because this song had really cool parts and had really cool melodies if it was just structured in a way that was more enticing to the listener then it could be a really really good song uh and so if you burn this world.com slash shop and look at the private song reviews you just email me your songs i listen to them we get on a phone call and we work out these type of kinks uh, before you get it down on a record so again burn this slash shop and let's make sure your songs have a, a good structure before you lock them down that had a lot of potential and again that was echoes from oblivion the song was called save me all right we have the next band this band is called graveborn which is a really cool name uh, they have really awesome artwork like one of the most eye-catching artworks i've seen it's it's really sick it's like a, a deserted um, alien planet and has uh, it's all fiery looking it's sick and the band is called Graveborn and the song is called Transmigrator and they said roast us please so we'll see <laughs> straight into it has kind of had one pattern that he's really riding on. I hope he switches up the pattern.
structure, I have no idea what it's going into, and that's a good thing. is doing are so sick. Wow. 
Okay, that was sick. And uh, there, there's, there's some stuff to talk about. Um, so roasting them, I don't know about that. They wanted to be roasted. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to praise here. Um, definitely, uh, a lot of creativity. I'd say highlight 100% is the guitars. Um, by far, the, the guitarist was doing so many different things that were so nice. Uh, and before I forget to talk about it, I'm going to talk about that solo because I am not a solo person. Because I think too many people try to just like be like, look how fast and technical I can play. You know, I'm not into that at all. Like that, I hate shreddy solos. Um, he had a super tasteful solo. He was doing these really cool bends, like these really cool bends in there that made a really unique sounding. Like it was super tasteful. He did do a section of it that was like a sweeping pattern thing. And I thought that part, that section of the solo was a little unnecessary because uh, the rest of it was so slow and tasteful. I thought it was awesome. Um, so I, I would have forgot to talk about the solo if I didn't mention it there. Um, but the guitar work, there was these a lot of really nice uh, key um, stuff in it. So a lot of really good melodic sections, and I liked what they did in the in the it was towards the beginning, like a minute thirty in, where they did a breakdown, but then they tied the breakdown in going back and forth from breakdown to really melodic chord, and then breakdown really melodic chord. It was it was awesome. So it was like tastefully using a breakdown rather than just doing like a you know, here comes the breakdown. You know, they did it tastefully, and so it didn't necessarily feel like it was like a breakdown, you know? And so it was a lot more creative, more um, intertwined use of a breakdown. And so that was really cool, especially for the genre they are. There are definitely genres that you need, like, standout breakdowns. But for these guys, intertwining it in that way with the melody that the guitarist is doing and... um it was awesome. And they did a couple of really nice, like, um, time signature changes in there that were sick, catch you off guard. The, the structure, I had no idea what they were going into. And for this genre, that's, that's awesome. Now, the thing that I have an issue with this song, the, the vocals were super samey the whole time. Um, it was the same exact screaming tone. There was a couple times it got slightly lower, but not only the same like pitched vocal, um, the same pitch of scream, but also almost the same pattern the whole time. Uh, it was bah, 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 blah. You know, it was that with a couple sped up parts at times. So the vocals really took a background thing that is what made it like a, a metal band or whatever you want to call them. I personally, and I'm not trying to trash the vocalist or anything like that, but like I would have rather have listened to this instrumental to hear the details of what the guitarist was doing more so. Um, but maybe the vocalist isn't the focus of this band in general maybe other songs are have a little more aggressive of vocals happening because um, the drums were very fast at times there could have used like some faster patterns you know more consistent patterns um but definitely graveborn the song is called transmigate greater trans transmigrator artwork is cool the song's really cool guitarist 10 out of 10 highlight um it's a longer song but you can get away with it when you have such dynamics and what the guitarist is doing um and so yeah the vocals i would just wanted something a little more standout 
mainly. Um, everything else I thought was pretty sick. The guitarist, next level. I loved the solo and the uniqueness of that tone. So, yeah, Graveborn. Check them out. Alright, so we got the next band. This band is called Gloom Season, and the song is called Hatred in Me. That's different. Ooh, I was not expecting that drum beat. Keeping that energy going. This part could go on longer. This is my favorite part. They've been on that two-step beat the whole song. Big breakdown? More melodic. <laughs> that is slow, dude. Oh, 
needed this part way earlier. Alright, so there's a there's a cool concept going on in this song, definitely. Uh, concept as in um, the energy that it had for how dark and atmospheric it was. Typically, dark and atmospheric music is quite a bit slower paced. This had that the whole almost the whole time, the two-step beat. Um, and there's the first thing I'm gonna mention as to an issue is a production issue, which I I usually will never mention production issues because people's things that they like in production is, you know, it's um, subjective. You know, if I think something should, a snare drum should sound different or whatever, like who cares? They probably liked it. Um, and this is probably the same thing with this because clearly they put it out, but the vocals had a some EQ issues that made it, um, hard to listen to because the vocals stood out so much in the mix. I had to listen to it quieter because if I had it louder, the the harshness of the EQ in the vocals was kind of hurting my uh, ears to a degree, um, and basically overtook it so much. And so I think that there was a, a blatant production issue with the vocals themselves, to where they overbared the mix, and also because the vocals were not a like standout feature like it was basically the one screaming tone the whole time um the vocals should have been farther back in the mix the first few browning albums i actually purposely had the people mixing it put my vocals way in the background because i did not want to cover over whatever was happening musically and so this is one of those things the vocals were very samey throughout it was kind of uh one tone one style of vocal uh kind of like the last band as well but these vocals were like sitting so far on top that everything else was drowned out by them which is an issue i think that the vocal should have been farther back in the mix and a little bit different eq so you hear everything else um and so my next thing with the song too i, I don't want to make assumptions but i'm assuming these drums were programmed by a guitarist or someone that did not play drums at a uh, more proficient level um there was some there was timing stuff where the drums were like randomly stopping in the middle of a beat and especially and like the main beat is like a two-step beat but it was on a ride like a on a ride symbol um that doesn't seem like something a drummer would typically be playing in this genre and so it seems like something a guitarist wrote as the drums like yeah that's what a drummer would play but really they don't they don't know that's what it felt like to me almost the whole time there was issues with the drum playing that felt like a drummer would never play that and also at times the drums would just like stop they would like skip the last beat of the measure and then just go in again like if a drummer's playing that fast they're just not stopping and not doing a fill there was some spots where the drums clearly needed like a where it just stopped instead and so it didn't the drums did not feel like they were written by a drummer um and so, and that happens in a lot of bands, a lot of stuff like this is a project, like a guitarist that is writing some songs and is going to get a band to play it live and whatnot, but the drummer, and so they just program whatever drums work for the song. 
that's what it felt like. It might not be the case for this, but the drums did not feel like they were written by a drummer. Um, and so in that case, like that is just what it is. Sometimes maybe didn't, they didn't have a drummer when they wrote the song, but maybe could have, I spend a lot of time on drum fills whenever I'm writing them to really make sure that the drums like all flow together. You really need a constant flow. And, um, to be honest, as far as the structure went, uh, there was there was this one really cool part where it finally did slow down. It got off the faster paced drum beat, and it did like that. Just had this ambient guitar playing. Those were my two favorite parts, and really only the two parts that stood out to me. Um, the issues with the other stuff kind of took my attention away from what was actually happening in the song. And that's a big issue. That's something that just uh, paying paying someone to record a song, a, a better producer, brings the attention more to the song rather to the issue at hand with you know other things. And so um, structurally, again, it, it felt like it had like three parts that kind of played at random throughout. It didn't have like a story to it like a big climax it had the big breakdown um but it, it came too late in the song there wasn't like the something that happened early that grabbed the attention and that's a a big thing um with a lot of this stuff that i'm that i'm kind of coming to a conclusion that um a lot of younger or uh, amateur bands or musicians don't understand is you have to grab people's attention immediately you know, uh, you, and I got, I got grabbed, uh, by this one immediately by it being a faster drum beat than I was expecting, but then it should have dropped down to change it up or done something to change it up to keep my attention. And so it's just, it's an issue with, um, I don't know, the, nothing really keeping my attention. And then the, the drums and the vocals, were kind of overbearing to my mind. I wasn't, it was hard to uh, follow what, what the goal of the song was, you know? And so, yeah, that was gloom season, hatred in me. There's potential there, uh, for sure. I just, the, the big thing is just making sure that you have these things dialed in to where you can hear, really hear what the purpose of the song is. All right, we got the next band. Their name is Orion Oko. It's O-R-I-N-O-C-O. -O. And the name of the song is Weak. And they linked a music video and they said they recorded the music video at one of the concerts opening for the Browning. So that's pretty cool. I, I can't watch the video. I'm doing it all on Spotify. But this is Orinoco. And I wish I knew exactly how to say the name. And the song is called Weak. drum fill into that.
love the tempo change. I wish this part hit earlier. Tempo variation going on. That was a song. The ending could have been a little cooler. Uh, it could have brought it back in electronic or done something like that. But yeah, that was Orion Noco. O R I N O C O. The song was called Weak. So a couple things. Um, there was an electronic in the beginning, but n- didn't get brought back in. Like the sound was very uh, unique and grabbing honestly a little too much uh could have been a little farther in the background um but that sound didn't happen again you could have repeated the breakdown or done that sound over something else to tie that beginning theme which was that that electronic sound into somewhere else in the song um a lot of a lot of breakdowns that song almost felt like it was recorded like live with no metronome there were so many variations and tempo which i do love variations and tempo because it catches you off guard at times that's and i like being caught off guard so that was cool um the vocals were powerful uh pretty samey but for a genre like this you don't necessarily need like all over the place vocals his vocals were powerful and um i hate to call it hardcore or whatever but for this like hardcore i'm doing quote fingers genre just that really powerful strong vocal does work well um and he was doing some uh memorable patterns and whatnot and but there was a big middle section um and where it was this the breakdown of the wham wham like the the whammy pedal guitar thing that it was like doing like right they're doing that i really that part was cool and I, I wish it happened earlier in the song but also another the issue with that part too is they extended that whammy thing into a second part directly after so they did two whammy pedal things that were different but two sections in a row but the the exact same tone of the wham thing so like if they were gonna do two sections of that whammy pedal thing in a row you gotta switch it up the second time so maybe the first time you do and then then a second part do it like an octave higher you know, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna sound like a fool and try to do that an octave higher, but you got to do something different. You can't use the exact same tone two times in a row, two separate parts, but the exact same like unique thing. So the whammy thing is very specific to do it like that, like overused the tone of that unique sound in that section, um, and so it kind of took away from it. 
from the first time it being the the cool like standout part in the song but yeah i got to bring that electronic from the beginning back in it, it made it random to where it could have been like a theme in the song even if you use that electronic but in a different way eq it a little different do it a little faster whatever you got to do um it has to be referenced again later in the song and so um yeah that is good i would imagine that they would go over well live so um a lot of stuff like this is better live than on recording and uh, this i would assume this would probably be the case for this so um a lot of potential there they're doing cool stuff heavy stuff powerful vocals um tempo changes i love that but um missed having some standout there was there was climactic parts um but then they got bogged down by something else like um like there's a couple parts that needed some drum fills to be a little different um or just some variation in what they were doing in general and so yeah pretty decent all right we got the next band and this person linked two different things and i'll just let them know i clicked on the one with the infinity artwork so these this band is called project silence the song is called we will rise but the one with the infinity artwork looked really cool they had another one that was called blood moon and i didn't like the art as much as the one uh for the infinity and so um just future reference that artwork is really cool whatever you did there super cool and so this is project silence the song is called we will rise straight into it oh that was a good fill breakdown patterns like this like fear factory ish i love this this sounds like this part sounds like arch enemy and unfortunately, the song name is also an Arch Enemy song name. Yeah. 
That's almost Meshuggah level of patterns there. Okay, real quick. Before I forget, I, I remember everything about the song I'm going to say, but this right here is something that keeps happening with bands on this. That song just ended randomly. There was no tail off, no, um, no like outro or anything. And uh, the same thing happened with um, the Grave Band, Graveborn Band. Their song just ended, like, boop, done. Uh, like, no tail, no outro at all. Like, listen to the end. It just kind of like, okay, I think we're going to end. Listen. Especially, it's a problem in this song, especially because um, the that's just like the the verse. Like the, it wasn't some climactic, huge ending. That was just the verse, and it just ended. Um, but there's a lot of potential here, like some serious potential and some stuff that I absolutely love that bands do. Um, I love really fast, consistent patterns. The that's like some of my favorite stuff like fear factory the song power shifter i just love really fast consistent super tight chuggy stuff um and so i absolutely like the song chaos reigns off of the new browning record and so they did a lot of that and it was really really tight and the drums had some really cool fills some really cool aspects to it but um the most one of the most glaring things to me about this song um the the keyboard sounds right so there was a lot of synth work in this song and it was it was pretty background besides the few times that it really stood out it it sounded um outdated keyboards wise the the synths that were being used it sounded like the person has a keyboard that they've probably had for eight years or something and they're using the built-in sounds on that keyboard rather than using like modern vsts that you can get like plugins you can get for like recording software it sounded like they had a keyboard they specifically needed to use the sounds on and didn't want to use any VSTs. Didn't want to use any plugins on the computer. You know, if you're going to use synths, you should take advantage of like these, all these big modern production aspects and all these synths and whatnot. And I could be wrong. Those could be VSTs, but either way, the synths weren't like big enough and unique enough sounding. It sounded like a Casio or something. And, um, the, the vocals, they repeated the We Will Rise thing a lot, but it wasn't like chanty enough to be like, oh yeah, I know, because I, I mentioned this earlier, you have to telegraph certain things. If you have a chorus that you that you want people to chant, like this We Will Rise thing, they they did a lot in this song, you need to, like the crowd needs to know, okay, there's a musical thing happening right now that is triggering in my head that I know that they're about to, to transition into this big We Will Rise chat chant this song pretty much went from start to finish it immediately started 
and it immediately ended and there was no like breakups it was just constant just just the whole thing so nothing no part itself is going to stand out at all especially at a concert that's one of the huge things about this like on record yeah you could turn this on background wise and kind of let it play and it's it's you know background metal but at live this song is just going to sound like a wall of sound for you know three minutes because there's no like distinctive like start stops start stops they had some softer parts kind of but it was still just super consistent all the way through it needs some diversity some um ups and downs so that live you actually have some some something that's like catching people's attention you know um and the vocals were pretty samey throughout the the riffs and the patterns were pretty samey throughout so it really needed something at least like one or two parts or a pre-chorus or something that really broke up the song um and like none of the parts the problem with doing something that's so consistent is you don't have the one part that's like whoa holy crap that part is so sick because it's all kind of the same going the whole time you know like uh, Lorna Shore, they had the one huge breakdown that everyone was talking about because it like specifically like climaxed into this huge thing. Like this song doesn't have that. And, uh, you know, you really need something that people are listening and being like, wow, that part is sick. You need that in every single song, likely multiple times per song. And so really what I would suggest is um, having some stops and starts, stops and starts, having some stuff that it, you transition. And that's happened like three or four times on this on this one already where bands are just going part to part, part to part. You need these transitions. It's huge. It's like essential to telegraphing to a crowd and to a listener that something cool is about to happen. You need to have it. And so um, this one has a lot of potential. I love synth stuff. I love like Fear Factory, fast, chuggy stuff. Really cool. This band is called Project Silence, which is a really cool band name. And the artwork is really cool as well. So yeah, check out Project Silence. All right, we have the very last band coming in right now. And again, appreciate you guys listening to these song review podcasts. Um, the big thing we're trying to all do is just progress into the future, being better songwriters and being more um, critically thinking about how we're writing songs so that we can create better, more intriguing songs to keep people's attention, to be more unique, to whatever it is. We're just out here talking about each other's music and uh trying to get better in, in general so i appreciate you guys listening we got our very last song right here and it is a band called a travion and it's a t r a v i o n so a travion the song is called typhoid and swans and I, I do like unique band names, but whenever it's hard to say, like, I don't I don't know exactly how to say it, a Travion, probably. Um, but if you say that to someone, they're going to be like, what is that? And you have to, like, show them or spell it out. So, but yeah, a Travion, Typhoid, and Swans. <laughs> that is a good riff.
good energy, but we need vocals already. sounding vocals that's very different kind of old school sounding solo coming up. Oh yeah. That was a cool transition to this bridge. This was unexpected.
Nice. That is interesting. Wow. That was not what I expected at all. And they caught me off guard multiple times throughout that song, which for metal, awesome. And so vocals were unique. Uh, whether you like them or not, you can. they were unique. Um, it was very operatic, uh, and that's cool. You don't get that that much. And you also don't get bands that have vocals like that that's operatic and guitar playing like that that still do these random tempo change breakdowns. So that's very unique, and that that's awesome. I bet these guys would be fun to watch live because they'd be catching people off guard like crazy. Um, the solo came really late in the song, which is surprising. I was expecting it after the second chorus. So again, something not expected. But still happening And um, yeah I would say The biggest thing that stood out to me about this Well the the vocals I feel like there needed to be more harmonies Since it was so operatic You'd expect his vocals To be a little louder And to have more harmonies tied to them There was a couple in there But not as much as I would expect And then secondly The guitarists clearly can write some really cool riffs And play really really well But I feel like the takes could have been a little cleaner With how good of guitarists they obviously are I would put a little more emphasis when tracking and producing To make sure that the takes are as clean as possible And uh, because it was a little sloppy at times Especially in some of the transitions uh, A little sloppy Um, But overall that that was pretty cool It caught me off guard It was surprising uh, multiple times throughout the song Did things that were unexpected And so that's always nice to hear and see Um, And so yeah I think there's a lot of potential there But some stuff that could be accentuated a little bit better The guitar playing could be a little bit cleaner and have some more big harmonies I was expecting in the bridge There was pretty much not, no vocals in the bridge I was expecting the vocals to come in really big and high pitch And like sing this big harmony thing Didn't happen I do like instrumental stuff like that But I was expecting it with what the what the voice was like And so yeah that was a Travion And the song Typhoid and Swans And again all the songs that I played on this episode Are on the Burn This Playlist on uh, Spotify So if you want to listen to all the songs Or go back and re-listen to one that we listened to It's all on there And again, thank you for being here Listening to the podcast Check out burnthisworld.com shop If you want some help privately Working on some stuff And we will see you in the next episode I'm doing these once a week And then uh, guest spots a couple times in the week too So again, thank you so much And we'll see you in the next episode Peace out 